What is going on, everyone? Thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of The Shock Factor, where I, Stephen Shock, am joined by the great Jordan Schusterman and Jake Mintz. Fellas, how are we doing? Why is Jordan great and I'm just Jake Mintz? Well, I it was implied. I think of you two as a pair. You know, you're both Cespedes Barbecue. You're one entity in my mind between two great individuals. Steven. So you're both great. Steven, thank you. Uh, again, I'm still appreciating it because most people say Jake's name first, so I just know we have that special connection. So I don't care about <laughs> ABC order. I don't. Uh, Steven Shock, it's so good to be back here with you. Um, I'm excited for this episode of Shock Factor, even though we're going to have to get a little sad about the who's. We're going to save that for a little bit later on, uh, and we're going to... Oh, yeah, Jake, do you have something before we, we get going? Yeah, you know, just a disclaimer, we're, we're honest individuals here on the Shock Factor podcast, and the three of us have had a busy week. I would say this is the least college baseball that I have watched in a particular week in quite some time, and I think I could say the same for you. That being said, I did tune in for enough to feel comfortable talking about it. Uh, I would say the reasons for our lack of attention this week uh, are different. I would say that for me and Jordan, our other job this week uh, was relevant, and we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> You'll see, guys. I'll talk about it. Major League Baseball, which we cover for for more money than this job. <laughs> we were doing that, and Stephen Schock was learning how to sell houses as a real estate agent. But fear not, we're still relatively entertaining, and we're still going to be tuned into college baseball. So, gentlemen, where would we like to begin? And side note, just a real quick interjection. If you want to sell a house in Delaware or buy a house, I'm going to plug myself. I'll do it. I'm, I'm shameless. I can do it for you. We'll keep, we'll keep those details coming because uh, I, I cannot wait to see how Shank's, uh realty, uh, you know, his multi-million dollar uh, <laughs> just, you know, empire is only beginning uh, in the great It's city just of selling Sunset with Steve. That's all it is. Incredible. Uh we should say, Jordan, that we do have a real sponsor for the podcast, and that is S2 Cognition. S2 Cognition has a, is a technology platform that brings visibility to an athlete's cognitive skill sets and identifies their strengths, weaknesses, and the whys, not the X's, not the Z's, not the what's, the where's, but the whys behind their performance. Give them a look at S2Cognition.com. And, you know, there was some there was some cognition needed today in Louisville, Jordan. Um <laughs> Wow, what a transition. Uh, this was not something I think any of us were anticipating having to talk about this season. Um, and in one sense, it is a very serious matter, which is that a, there was a bomb threat delay in Louisville between Louisville and UNC, the rubber match uh, between the Cardinals and the Tar Heels. Um, this happened in the fifth inning with UNC uh, up 5-1. to one. And uh, I was just reading a little bit about it. There's a story on an SI. It seems like it was a, a found like on on a on a website like on a on a like a reddit like forum and it ended up being reported to the police and they ended, came in cleared the whole facility cleared the fans out and that's as if that was weird enough as 5-1 game okay great and they play the rest of the game and the game's okay instead they resume two hours later after the bomb threat delay and then louisville comes back scores four in the ninth sends it to extras ben bianco another homer and then they walk it off in the bottom of the 14th gentlemen you guys ever have any uh, bomb threats in your games? Uh, believe it or not, no, I didn't. I, I mean, everybody knows the old no. quote, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, sometimes it rains, sometimes you get a bomb threat. So, you know, you can. it's never off the radar, you know? No, you're right, you're right. Again, Gotta be ready again. for anything, man. 
Yeah, okay, that's that's what it, that's what it's about, right? Uh, and honestly, here's the other thing, Stephen. <laughs> is that what college thing. baseball is all about? I'm not saying it. You're fishing. You want me to He's burn my saying. one? I'm not burning it yet. I got one an episode. It's not happening yet. <laughs> I was I was trying to bait him. As you guys both know, sorry. I, obviously, a lot of this a lot of this a lot of this show, if you've been listening, is is me asking Jake and, and Stephen about their college baseball experiences. But obviously, this is not something you guys can necessarily relate to, which is for the best. Um, but man, what a turn! This is a really crazy thing. Obviously, we're glad everyone was safe. But the weirdest part about this is that there were no. Then the fans were evacuated; they weren't allowed back in. So if if you watch the end of the game, they're playing in an empty stadium, and you can just see literally like the SWAT team sitting behind home plate. Good, good <laughs> on the SWAT team <laughs> very, for getting to enjoy a game. You know, that's got to be probably the best experience they've had in response to a bomb threat. Great point. Like, sure, stakes are very Great high. Point. You know, it's a it's a bomb. Right. You know, but. It's, it, it's actually as soon as they not, clear it, they're like, well, it was, it was speculation <laughs> of a bomb, which if my job is going to where people say there might be bombs, I'm going to be pretty upset most of the time I'm working. But if I get a call at a baseball stadium, it's like, well, after I get rid of the bomb or figure out if there's a bomb or not, can I, can I stay? Like, good for them. <laughs> Can I stick around? Like, I got to see Caleb Corbett. Jordan, you know, this pumping is like 95. when in the like, Dominican Winter League playoffs, where there were no fans allowed, there were like 700 military personnel at the game. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, we're just going to be here to watch the final. Um, it, this is a very right. serious thing. Yeah. I know that we are making somewhat light of it, and that is we're only doing it because everyone's okay. But I will say that, like, could you imagine being called off the field at a game and coaches like, all right, guys, there's a bomb threat. And then no, but yeah, like, I don't. What what is crazy about it to me is that they called the they told the fans they had to leave, and they were like, oh, yeah, but we got to finish this ACC weekend series out. Like you know, bomb goes off, we're on the field, like whatever, man. Like, right? I don't know what how it worked in terms of like letting fans back in. If they were just like, well, the first thing we need to do is get the fans out of here. There's ticketing problems. We're not going to deal with, like, they still sell tickets. They're not going to reticket, whatever. But no, I, I still agree with your general point. It's a very strange way to handle it. But I don't I'm know not a SWAT team. And, and I I, the last thing I'll say is we do recognize that this very, again, serious situation lends itself to puns very mm-hmm. well. And ju- like, like, oh, yeah, the SWAT team. Are you talking about the middle of the order? Oh, <laughs> bomb threat. Was Jake Geloff there? Like, we, we know that that exists. We're not going to yeah. lean into that. Okay. No. Hopefully, that's what we're not gonna do. That's what we're oh, not gonna do. What we just what we just did is what we're, is what we're not going to. We're do. not gonna do that. But I, I, we all hope this is the final bomb threat of the season. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally with you. I would uh, say we've more, had one yeah. too many bomb threats this year. I will say one yeah. more. I totally with you. Uh, one more uh, just thing on, on Louisville that I wanted to shout out because this was this was a great series and I wanted to talk about Ben Metzinger for a little bit because um, he had a walk off homer to win the Saturday game. And I wanted to just give a little plug to, to D1Baseball.com because Ben Mitzinger coming into this year had really barely played for Louisville. He had a big, you know, big, big tournament in the ACC, he had big two games, but, you know, he had 235 last year and 60 plate appearances. He's a 20, he was a 22-year-old this year. He turns 23 in June. And if you just looked at his stats, you'd be like, okay, like, what's, what's so great about Ben Metzinger? Well, if you read the fall report last year by our good friend Aaron Fitt, you would find this quote from Dan McDonald, coach, head coach Dan McDonald. Quote, I think Metzinger – this is, by the way, a very interesting quote. And, Stephen, you're going to – I'm just – this is a trigger warning for you, Stephen, all right? Oh, just, just stick with me here, okay? This is a quote from Dan McDonald. I think Metzinger has a chance to be one of the best hitters in college baseball. And I don't say that from a sexy standpoint. 
okay, weird, weird shot. But then he says, and not to say Tanner Allen's not sexy. Oh, ow. <laughs> Sorry, Stephen. But I think he could be that good of a hitter. I had Tanner on Team USA, and he kind of came into the trials on the outside looking in, barely got invited. Then he spent a weekend with him, and it's like, wow, this kid can really hit. Quality at bats and move the ball. Moves the ball. I think Metzinger has the ability to be, ability to be that type of hitter. I really do. And again, like – Dude is balling out. And, like, based on the track record, if you didn't read that, you would have no idea. But after I read that in the fall report, I was like, okay, let's see what Ben Metzinger got. And here he is now. He is currently hitting – again, He's he's been basically Louisville's best hitter in a very, very good offense. He's hitting uh, – what, what do we got? He's up to 13 homers. Is Geloff still at, at 14 or is he at 15? He's at 14. He's at 14. So he's hitting 347 with, with 13 homers and more walks and strikeouts. And so that's why you read the fall reports. There you go, everybody. <laughs> There's a good plug for our, our website because I was I was very, very prepared for Ben Vitzer going to be awesome. So, um, yeah, just wanted to shout him out. Good job, Aaron. All right, let's – good job, Aaron Fit. Woo! Uh, <laughs> let's move on from there and talk about the number one team in oh, the country. Still number one. The Tennessee Vols. Now, I will say, shouts out to Mizzou for rolling in to the number one team in the country and absolutely – competing their tails off. I watched a lot of the uh, game one. I watched a decent amount of the game today. And Mizzou was in these ball games, my friends. They played them tough. They played them hard. It was a heck of a series. Yeah, and Mizzou obviously not necessarily uh, used to being at the top or even the middle of the SEC (laughs) in recent years. But to go into Lindsey Nelson and hang with them, hats off. That's off to the Tigers. In game one, they knocked Chase Burns around the most that he's really been knocked around this year. Got him out of the game early, and it was tight. There was an incredible play at the plate that I tweeted about um, with a you know, top-of-the-line slide. But, yeah, this, <laughs> this, was electric, this was electric baseball weekend. Yeah, I, I do got a comment. That slide was phenomenal. He just hit a – I don't remember David Spade's character from a bench warmer's name, but he did that slide if I – if I am remembering what you're talking about correctly. And I just got to say, at the college level, that's that's a great move to break out. Like, if you watched a replay of the slide, you can just hear all the fans kind of laugh as he does it, which, you know, you want to win games and you want to entertain that way. But to go beyond just wins and losses, like Tennessee's at the point where, like, their fans aren't just impressed with a win anymore. It's like, what, what did you do during the win to make us have a good time? And... I can't remember who slid, but he let the fans have a good time. And I love that. Uh, Jake, I feel like Tennessee at this point, and we mentioned this kind of last week, right? Is it like, when are they going to be tripped up? And maybe something about this series show that, hey, if Mizzou can knock Chase Burns around, maybe they, they are moral. But I think this is maybe a good transition. I actually want to skip uh, on our outline ahead to Alabama because Alabama is the next team that uh, Tennessee will be welcoming to Lindsey Nelson uh, next week. And Alabama, another team that has not necessarily been at the top of the SEC in recent years, just went into Oxford and, uh, and, and, and swept them, just sold the Rebels. Sorry, roll tide. We are apparently a baseball school as well. And, <laughs> Jake, I know you wanted to talk about the Saturday game in particular because I did not realize that Alabama won that game. Again, I have been kind of more off the grid, but I saw the Tim Elko homer, and I was like, well, that's not a game that – Ole Miss loses. Well, like if Tim Elko hits that home run, it's yeah. not a game that Ole Miss loses. If I told, so what happened? If I told you that Jacob Gonzalez uh, would homer three times, and that Tim Elko would tie it up in the ninth at home, you would say, 
Oh, and then they won. But that's not what happened. The Alabama Crimson Tide battled back. This was one of the craziest games of the year. When it's hot out during the day at Swayze, that park plays like a sandbox. It is. I remember that regional game last year. It was against Southern Miss, right, where the home runs were just ski-daddling out of there. Um, yeah, Alabama came in, and they competed. It was a super, super entertaining game. Um, I want to give a shout-out to the leadoff hitter in Alabama, Jim Jarvis. Awesome swing. Long blonde hair. This guy chokes up on the bat like crazy. He had a clutch hit in the 10th inning uh, for Alabama. And then Zane Denton hit a bomb in the 10th to give it to him. But, yeah, like three homers for Jacob Gonzalez. Like you should, you got to win. You have to win that game, especially at home. And the thing that I want to talk about with you, Shock, is obviously the beer shower in right field at Swayze is famous, right? Yeah, absolutely. There was a point in this game, right, where Alabama – was up, let me do some quick, hey, quick muffs. Alabama <laughs> was up 10 to 7. Do you still beer shower if it makes it 10 to 8? Like, when are you throwing the beers up? If you're losing by a lot, do you do it? And then I just, I'm laughing at the fact that, like, in this game, Ole Miss hit 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 home runs and lost. And so that's a lot of sticky beer <laughs> on your body and a sad drive home. Also, just hard to do. I I gotta start off Expensive. by asking a question: Do they allow them to bring their own beer, or is it all beers mm. you have to buy? I would love a inside right field at Swayze guest podcast to know the logistical breakdown of getting beer sticky. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, if it's one of those things where beer that you have to buy at the stadium. They stopped selling them in the seventh. If you're going to extra innings and you're getting rid of that beer, you're making a big sacrifice because that's the last beers you have. What what if there's four bombs in a row? Four bombs in a row in the ninth inning, and they're down ten to ten to seven to start it off. One of them's gonna be a walk off bomb. But would there even be beer left? And then think about the hitter. They just hit a home run solely so they could see a beer shower and like make the place go nuts. And they look up there, and it's just dust, just silent. It's like, what? what's going on? What I do? What I do wrong? Do you think that this tradition is really a uh, an infiltration by big beer? Do you think that big <laughs> Mississippi beer is is made this tradition from the inside so that they could sell more units? I think Swayze? you're on to something. I, I really think you're on to something. They're paying the players to hit these home runs so more people can get rid of beer. Mm. I, how could we disprove it? I mean, we're going to have to go and find out. I think that's really – this is about as investigative journalism that this is the kind of journalism we, we need to do. <laughs> uh, maybe, who knows, maybe we'll get to do that at some point this year. But but it, it's – to your point, Jake, right, like going out, leaving that game sticky and dr- very drunk. Yeah, and God <laughs> um, forbid. It's probably tough. I, I'm not an advocate for drinking and driving. I don't think you should do it. But imagine being a sober fan that sat out there all game. You're driving You're home. still sticky. You're, <laughs> You're still sticky. You're, that's the thing, dude. And like, you cop pulls you over, and they're like, you smell like beer. You're like, uh, <laughs> right. I was at yeah, the game. You blow a point zero zero, and they're like, okay, something, something's up here. Because <laughs> you smell like my shoes after a night at a bar. 
So what's up? You got to be drunk in some capacity. You're just coming with nope. me. That's a great point. That's a great nope, point. No, I was There's... just watching Peyton Chatagne. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh. I mean, presumably within a certain mile radius of Oxford, yeah. you know, they, kind of, you they know, get it. You, yeah. you, you've got your ticket stub and you say, look, man, like this is kind of how it rolled. Can roll I see your license there. license registration and Swayze ticket stub, please? Yeah. If you're in left field, you're drunk as shit. That is not, <laughs> we are not going to let this fly. But if that stub <laughs> says right field, you're good. Do you want to be drunk and dry or you want to be sober and sticky? That's all I'm saying. All right. <laughs> let's. Let's hop back to uh, something that happened in Oklahoma. It was Bedlam this weekend, Oklahoma State. University Cowboys taking that series over the Sooners. But I just want to talk about the, uh, the game two, I believe. The Sooner, or no, sorry, not the Sooners. The Cowboys walked it off at 12.08 midnight plus Ocho local time in the morning. And I'll ask you, Shock, what's the latest baseball you have played at night? The latest baseball at night did not come in college, believe it or not. It came when I was 12 years old in Cooperstown Dreams Park. So, one, it's a situation where nobody's sleeping because you're in bunk beds with all of your buddies. So, you're just, you're fucking around all night. But we had a rain delay for a game that was at 7. We were like, oh, this is going to be sick. We're playing under the lights. It got delayed till midnight. And we just sat in the dugouts for like five hours. First pitch at midnight. Yes, and we were and like, 12? we want to play this shit. <laughs> yes, and we were so excited. And then it, as soon as 11 came around, we were like, okay, we're kind of over this shit. <laughs> it's like, let me just but go, you played it. Let me just go get a Mountain Dew from the vending machine and go to sleep because I'm 12 <laughs> and a piece of shit. <laughs> um, now, Jake, I will say it, that does ring a bell for some Williamsport games that I believe because of rain have been pushed pretty late into the night um now of course that has much more adrenaline probably than the cooperstown tournament uh in front of your parents yeah and the elker churches on television you know at the top of little league baseball so we weren't making noise in cooperstown we had already lost like five games so (laughs) so so my my question though is so you didn't have any super late either rain delay or you know extra extra innings like honestly not really i was very fortunate in the sense that all of my coaches were like as soon as soon as it got pretty crappy like especially at umbc if it rained even just like half an inch of rain we were done that place was a flood zone Uh, that's, that's, that's a fair point. Uh, okay. But yeah, no, it is, it is interesting. Obviously we've had some crazy extra inning games and some crazy long games and we'll, we'll get to another late yeah. night baseball when we get to our beyond D one segment. I <laughs> had a, I had a season yeah. ended at 1220 AM once in college, our junior year, we lost a 14 inning game in the regional, uh, that started at eight and went four hours, 20 minutes. Oh, that's that tough. Pain. That's tough because you're done, right? Season over seniors crying. As they do, we're gonna have a whole conversation about that later. I've done in the year. Seniors crying. If you don't cry, you're that's you didn't sus. play. You didn't play. You didn't cry. All right. And you, even if you know, even the guys who don't play cry. That was me. I know. You know, if you don't, if you don't, you, you weren't even watching. Anyway, season ends. Seniors cry. Get on the bus at like twelve forty-five, and then you gotta go home, and then you're still jazzed up, and so you're. But, like, you don't want to really drink because, like, you're too bummed. It's just a weird, weird vibe. Yeah. Weird yeah. vibe. It, it's hard to drink on the last day, too, because it's like, wh- my thing is when you're drinking, 
after crying. It's typically something bad's going on. Yeah. You, you got to clear your head before you get in the right mentality to be doing that. Love, I love that. That is a, a mature approach at the plate, Stephen well, Shock. Well said. Uh, speaking of mature, Stephen, we're going to ask you to be as mature as possible as you talk to us about what happened to your beloved Virginia Cavaliers. Explain this yourself. weekend in Miami, uh, before we take our break for our fake ad, we just wanted to give you an opportunity to stand up for your boys and talk about what went wrong. Now, let's be clear. Hurricanes are good. Yeah, they, they're Whoa, the whoa! It's a good, not, they not destroy hurricanes. destroy lives! The, sorry, the hurricane. The, sorry, <laughs> Miami. The U is good at baseball. Yeah, Thank their you. mascot that's, is that's, not that's good. good. That's a good correction. <laughs> but, but uh, Steve, you know, any any just just broad takeaways? All I know uh, is any, pain. any words of encouragement? Um, it was a very <gasps> long weekend. Uh, Listen uh, to the sound of silence by Disturbed about six times before we recorded this. But no, I mean Miami's just really good at baseball, and that's the thing about yeah. baseball is if someone's really good and another team's really good, the really good team's gonna win. Yep, because got lose. They're both really yep. good, and. And if, if you – because Miami's good enough that if UVA had won the series, Miami, all the Miami fans would be like, oh, God, what happened? This is t- – you know, it's just tough. It's just, yeah, it's, you know, you, that's a three-game series. You can't tie. So, it's baseball. Uh, it's unfortunate. You but lose you can win one. If, you could win one. You, and they did You didn't. could have won one. And they, they didn't do they that. Could have. But, Look, but, if our first but, sweep last year came in April, I would have been so pleased. But – just where there are this, where they are this year compared to last year, like we haven't won nine games in conference yet. Yeah. Like we weren't even close, and right. so it, it's gonna be okay. It was just, it was rough. The wheels fell off, and in college baseball especially, I feel like every game there's at least one play where everybody forgets how to play baseball, and unfortunately that happened a little bit too often. But that's okay because good teams. You know, you got Coach Oak there who will rip them apart and say, hey, if you don't want me to rip you apart again, let's just win this weekend. And the players will understand that, and it'll be okay. Clean it up. But, hey, hey, Steven, we did get something out of that that series, right? I I believe we got got a little little shout-out. We did get a little shout-out from A.J. Ricketts. He is normally the FIU broadcaster who was in Miami this weekend upon my Twitter research. And he said very nice things about the podcast and – not only did he say nice things, he he referenced direct quotes from the podcast, which proves he's not just saying, hey, I saw this on my podcast and like <laughs> scrolled through it that he was interviewed by Steve. But that guy listens. He listens and he retained the information. So. Wow. <laughs> he did we the assignment. That. He sifted we through the pee-pee poo-poo talk and got to the, the meaty, meaty content. One last thing I, about this series I want, I want yeah, to say. Yeah. I am so in on the U being good. They're really Because good. it is one of the – when I was a kid and I was growing up in a non-college baseball area of D.C., I mean the Terps are fu- – they're pretty good. The Terps can be good some year, but it's not a hotbed, right? No. It's not a hotbed. What I knew was Stanford and Miami. And as a kid, I had the U logo on my wall in the basement when I would take grounders off the wall because I wanted to go play at the U, which is hilarious for a million reasons, right? Because, <laughs> I mean, I imagine me at the U. I would get my doors blown up. But, like, the prestige of that is real. And to see them 
competing and being cool and like having Yo-Yo Morales kick everybody's ass, that's good for the sport. And I, I just want to say that I know it's bad for Stephen Shock, but it's good for it's good for everybody else. Yeah, and if it's good well, for everybody else, this is the type of man I am. I will take it to the chin. I will wear it because I, I also loved Miami growing up. I had a glove that I bought off eBay when I was like 14 years old that had their little logo and it said El Boro on the side, which is Spanish for donkey, which I loved. It was right up my alley. I traded it for an iPhone 4 when I was like 16, and I regret it to this day. But hey, that's life. Wow. That, that was a hell of a story to just throw in there. Thank you, Stephen, as always. Just going to drop for, it in and not explain it anymore. <laughs> uh, and on that note, uh, Jake, I think we're going to take a quick break. Yeah. Uh, and we will be back with our show and go segment uh, as well as Beyond D1. Today's podcast is brought to you by Major League Baseball. Do you like college baseball? Well, Major League Baseball is pretty similar, except the players are better and everyone is having less fun. Also, there are way more Dominicans. So yeah, once you're done watching college baseball, make sure you check out Major League Baseball. It's what college baseball is all about. And then some. You can find Major League Baseball on uh, Spotify, all, all kinds, <laughs> Apple TV, of platforms, Apple TV, Peacock, Peacock. I there's M- MLB TV. Whatever yeah, big city you're closest to, probably. You, you cannot find it on D1Baseball.com. Don't look there. Okay, we love it, but don't look there. That's where you look to find the guys who will be in it one day. There you and go. And some there who won't. And that's okay. Thank you to Major League Baseball for yeah. sponsoring our episode. I just today. wanted to make sure everyone knew about it. Okay, I want to spread. It's a uh, little grow the game. The I'm trying to grow the mom and pop <laughs> operation. Oh man, you're so right. Uh, all right, thank it's you to our the, sponsor, and of course our real sponsors, S2 Cognition. Thank you to uh, our sponsor, the MLB. <laughs> Let us move on to our two final segments of this week's episode. Let's begin with show and go. What are we going to show and then go first, Stephen Shock? Let's start with the least amount of baseball. <laughs> There's nothing uh, about this is baseball. Nothing about this. But well, it's something very, very I've always dreamed baseball. of doing. Tell me, tell me what happened in uh, between uh, the, or I guess what did not happen during the Elon and Northeastern game that got rained out. Yeah, so Elon Northeastern was just an absolute shit show all weekend for Elon. Their bus broke down in the middle of Boston. They were, they were bused to the game on Friday night. I think the bus picked them up at twelve forty-five for a two p.m. game. So they did have a legitimate show and go, but on Saturday night. It rained. And as it rained, you know, you can't play during rain. Of course. Rain and bomb threats, the two biggest problems in college baseball, can't play during them. So Northeastern's baseball had a little monster truck because, you know, the stadium's packed. We're going to give these people damn show. And so they put this little, little RC car, a little RC monster truck on the field, and they had it just doing jumps off the mound, running the bases, and honestly, I was very entertained by it. I thought it was sick. Northeastern put out a little video with like slow-mo of the jumps with like rock music going in the background, which I think was a nice touch. And I, I just loved everything about 
I'm totally with you. My biggest question is, um, this doesn't seem like something that would have just been sitting around, right? Yeah. No, 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 no. They had it. They had it. You stay. You got to stay strapped. (laughs) Everybody's got that one friend bringing an RC car with them everywhere. Also, large RC car. This is not like Hot Wheels. This is like a... It looked like one of the ones that takes diesel. Like it was. So (laughs) I I am generally anti turf mound. I I think they are an affront. I think they're hard to pitch on. I know they're good for the rain. Just buy a tarp. It's okay. But I will say this is a positive of it because I would never in a million years let an RC car drive over any dirt mound of any field that I've played on. Let me tell you that. Okay. That mound is my sanctuary, my home. It is my dojo. And we're not, it's not for games. It's not for toys. Okay. Get get that big wheel automobile off of my mountain. Okay. But this this is fine because it's turf. (laughs) I had this thought too, right? Grounds crew manager and with real, like, uh, like it in, I think they have these in Major League Baseball, right? Is that, yeah. Is that right? Before, yeah. Yeah, you did good. <laughs> be like, we would not want the RC cars on the field. Remember right? A-Rod ran across the field and, and Dallas Braden well, almost like hey, castrated wait. him? There was, um, I don't know, pretty small name here, Javi Lopez for the Baltimore Orioles back in the day. He was a catcher. He used to the fly Orioles his, play where? Oh, the Orioles play oh, where? We know. Um, Camden Yards in like no, this in what, little like, organization. Group? What conference? What conference um, are they in? It's the National <laughs> Baseball Association. No, MLB. My bad. Oh, okay. Brain fart. This, you're good. You're our good, sponsor. Good. <laughs> Ooh, sorry. Sorry, guys. But he we'll used to, to, we'll have to go right. I remember watching like Sports Center, and they would cut the clips of him. It was actually probably on Masson. He was like flying them around, taking them off on the little warning track. It was sick. Uh, this was great, and we support anything that gives more attention to the Colonial uh, Athletic Association. But don't you dare do it on a dirt mound, or else I'll, <laughs> I'll fucking find you. Uh, let's <laughs> talk about this uh, next play. Obviously, um, a few weeks ago, we had the incredible walk-off steal of home uh, from Kurt Wilson, Texas Tech. And we had another uh, steal of home in NC State, Virginia Tech. And... Um, talk about weather but you just said we can't play in rain well apparently you can play in in sleet snow Snow is less wet than than rain right less wet so is it so shock what happened what happened here so here it was it was a snowy weekend in blacksburg virginia obviously someone on virginia tech has listened to the show because we've talked about snow games we've talked about stealing a home someone was like i want to be on the show i'm gonna do both in one poor k no los dos from the greatest taco commercial to ever exist. But, yeah, that that's it's pretty straightforward. It was snowing a ton. And Virginia Tech, I believe, had the bases loaded in, like, the third inning. They were already up two runs, I believe. And the Jets stole home. It was the catcher flipped it back to the pitcher. Pitcher's probably, if I'm the pitcher, I'm thinking, why the fuck are we still playing? I'm covered in snow. I have no idea where this pitch is going to go. Somebody's going to die. And then next thing you know, oh, someone scored too. My ERA just went up for no reason. I just want, right, right. I just wanted to say too, this is freshman Carson Martini, mm. which has to be one of the best baseball names I've heard in just an extremely long time. As far as if we're going to pack in that many syllables, Carson Martini, that just hits, man. Imagine the type of, of swagger 
you have to have to be a freshman stealing home with the bases loaded. That's cool, man. I w- don't get outs. don't be out. If you're out, two outs. Don't well, be out. I think the snow probably helped them, just because you know yeah. pitcher can't see home. That's so far away. That's sixty feet. <laughs> yeah, visibility's low. I love this one too because you have the throw. He does throw it back to the pitcher, and it's just the move of the pitcher catching the ball and throwing home <laughs> in this way is very unusual in baseball. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> it looks very goofy, and I, I love it. So shouts out to Carson DiMartino. Now, it is important to hold people to account on this pod, okay? We are nothing if ju- uh, adjudicators of the co- world of college baseball. And, uh, again, a couple weeks on this sh- ago on the show – we called out the Texas Tech broadcast for a lack of verve and fizz, and your seltzer's flat again, gentlemen, because... Well, yeah, I think we know they are not listening to the podcast. This is pretty good evidence, <laughs> because we have a walk-off homer from possible top 10 pick Jace Young, down by one, bottom nine against Kansas State, uh, just absolutely blasted. And once again, it was just like, that's going to be the ball game. It, it's like, and it doing? wasn't like a wall scraper. There was no doubt no. it was going out. They hit it over the Coke bottle next to the scoreboard. The radio, I love it because like under the tweet from you, under your tweet, if you tweet any Texas Tech play, someone will send you the radio call. Because the radio guy has enough dip on his chip for him and the TV guy combined. Video will never, ever kill the radio star. And Texas Tech yes. has just proven that to us. Jeff Haxton, once again, bringing the noise. He, he is making up. He is well compensating for the, for the TV broadcaster. I just broadcast. feel terrible for the TV broadcaster because if he's not listening, does he know about the MLB? How else Ooh. will he know? Check it oh, out. Boy. Make sure you check it out. That's true. Make sure if you're listening, like tell your friends about it because we need to make sure that MLB you know, keeps keeps stays alive. You know, Alicia Keys once said, Jordan, what goes up must come down. That is true in life, and it is also true in baseball. But it wasn't true for the Dayton Flyers baseball team as the entire squad – well, not the entire squad. Ten of the squad, that is your starting lineup and a DH, were – I don't know if those were the actual guys involved here, but ten players on Dayton – we're stuck in an elevator, I think in the hotel, the um, unnamed chain hotel. I'm sure they were going to chow down some wet eggs on their way to the game. They were stuck in an elevator. And, you know, I would say these are like fake paramedics <laughs> had to come. Yeah, this is this is the like the, just the like the mechanical like oh, something's broken. We're going to go fix this. <laughs> now, here's what I want to say. Uh, it's not just that there are 10 Dayton Flyers in the elevator. It's that, let's count together, guys. How many of them are wearing a shirt? First guy comes out. He is wearing a shirt. Second guy uh, comes out, and I believe he is not wearing a shirt. That's a no. That's a no Third guy does have a shirt. Fourth guy does have a shirt. Fifth guy does have a shirt. Sixth does. Seventh does. Eighth does not. Ninth does. And tenth half, he's got kind of a <laughs> like an Ezekiel Elliott kind of situation. <laughs> if it's half, he was just putting it back on. We'll we'll count him as off because he was putting it back on. It was uh, off in the theories? elevator. And the other thing is, I think guys are putting their shirts back on in the elevator. There is definitely one guy who you can see him redressing in the elevator. I don't need to know. Dayton Flyers, listen, boys, if you're listening and you want to tell us 
about the elevator experience. We'd love to have you on the midweek pod to share your trauma. Um, But I just, I, we're not shaming or judging. I just want to know, like, one guy was like, no shirts. That'd be funny. <laughs> yeah, and or was, or were they was in there for funny. half an hour and it was like really sweaty. Right, like that off, I could believe it. <laughs> <laughs> but then there's also, there's also one guy in there with like still with a hoodie on. Like, is he just sweating like crazy? And like he, one guy's he's, pants are off. <laughs> it's crazy. The guy with the hoodie on, I got to wonder if he's got a drug test Monday morning and he's trying to get rid of it. He's trying to get by. He's sweating it out. It, it definitely <laughs> seems like they're on their way to the lobby too, because you can right. just smell the wet eggs. You can smell them <laughs> well, in this wait, video. But hold on. Here, here is another question. Here, why? Right. Why are there ten people in the elevator? In no, the that's fine. Pack them in, dude. <laughs> nah, we got room. Bubble. That's being a good teammate. <laughs> we got, we got. Right, you're right. They're all the way down for the wet eggs. I don't feel like, like a sardine yet. Tyler, Tyler, Tyler's like running down the hallway. Like, yo, 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 hold, 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 hold it for Tyler. Hold it for Tyler. Hold it. Come on, you're good, you're good, you're good, you're good, you're good. You know, and then they're like, all right, ping, and it goes down. Then it's just, oh, oh. You know, oh, I can't be God, going away boys. from breakfast because if it were, you know, post breakfast and they just filled themselves with wet eggs, it, people would be. They'd open the door and it's just, oh God, oh Jesus. Well, it's that, and there would be more um, eagerness for them getting out because they kind of slowly filed out. But it's not like they all were like. It was like a walk of, of shame. They were having a great time. I will say, I'm surprised that they even need to take the elevator, guys, you know? Considering that they're flyers. Yeah, what the hell? Just you would fly. Think that, would not, that, would not be, that would not be required. That's a core memory for all of these individuals that we got to share on the internet. And I love that. Oh, oh my God. All right, one more show and go. This is not our Beyond D1. We're going to get to that in a little bit. But it is a non-D1. And that is what happened with the Flagler University baseball team. This was another incredible video. Flagler on the road in South Carolina after I believe they got the series win over a school called Lander. Sure. South Carolina school right there. South Carolina. Uh, and Stephen Shock, what happened after uh, this game? It would appear that the bus driver saw a ditch and he said, you know what? Fuck it. Here we go. I can That's for this. me. I can, I can hop this. No problem. And the bus got wedged in between earth, which is immovable. <laughs> and the bus, buses, I don't know if many people know this. Buses are incredibly heavy. Like, I can't lift a bus, and I'm super strong. Everybody knows that about me. Like, Stephen Shock, strong guy. Can he lift a bus? Uh-uh. No shot. So it bottomed out. You're so right. It bottomed out. That, Wheels well, I never thought spinning. about that. Wheels I've are seen so many spin. buses, dude. Okay. And I've been like, damn, how I, heavy this? I have no idea how heavy they are. Probably pretty heavy. Yeah, like at least, at least as heavy as one or two elephants. Okay, so... I got the, a lot of thoughts here. You describe the video, right? So what do we see? We see that the bus, the back of the bus... The right, back of the big. bus is stuck on like a a cement uh, block that you would see at the end of a parking space. Is mm-hmm. placed at the end of like a driveway next to a cookout where it's clear that yeah, the team was eating at cookout. Shouts out to cookout. And the bus is stuck there. Now, I don't understand how the pushing helped. I'm going to be honest. I I am going to truth through this a little bit. I I think that the bus could have moved in. I think it could have moved. I think it could have moved. I think the pushing maybe helped a little bit. 
But dude, wait, you you think that it just clearly it helped? There's no way you think that if <laughs> they, it just kept spinning the tire, it would have eventually got unstuck. I will I will give credit to whoever filmed this video did a great job of showing that the tires were spinning independently. Yeah, the, yeah. The road yeah. was not stopping before he showed the guys. Pushing, oh wait, which I I respect the hell out of. Him oh, you know what? I take that back. I take that back. I didn't notice the tire spin. That's a miss on my yeah. part. I, 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 I rescind my skepticism. My favorite part is the drive through <laughs> sign. The, also, the, <laughs> the bus is just link. completely blocking traffic at this junction. Oh, like, my God. Right. When it, all, when it gets when it gets unstuck. All and seven see... South Carolinians are just like, Dude. they're pissed off at this bus. <laughs> Bro, the reaction is, I haven't watched it with sound yet. I just did. The reaction is unbelievably hype. It's so good. I haven't I have another another take. I'm glad there was one person at least recording this, right? However, the guy on the left who's also recording like how many <laughs> My question is like who is volunteering versus just like, you know what, I'm gonna hang back and I'm gonna record this for my oh, Snapchat. Dude. <laughs> That's there's there's me guys and the there's seniors. we guys. The, the seniors. seniors, yeah. You know the same who's, guys okay, okay. You know never who's tarped not happy. before. You know who's not happy about there being a video? The bus driver. <laughs> Bad for Academy Charter. <laughs> Real tough look. Not the sponsor. Also, can I hear one other take on this and then we'll move on? I love that they're reacting like they just hit an RBI double. <laughs> it's like the same thing. Let's fucking go! Yeah! We the bus driver the bus. was hitting a double celebration as it happened. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. Poking, poking his head out the window. Flagler is uh, 18 and 20 this season. This weekend, they took two out of three from Lander, so maybe they're back yeah. on, on a good streak. Before that, <laughs> yeah, they, they were, were on a W2. A w yeah, before so. this weekend, they were on an L7. Um, and so you could imagine there's a lot of pent-up energy. I'm just glad that, that our, our Flagler Saints got to let their let their flag fly. Maybe I love that. you know college coaches are crazy, so maybe this was something their coach set up. <laughs> oh, maybe it's yes. like a team bonding the- thing. Like, <laughs> hey guys, if we can move buses, we can win whatever D two conference we're in, guys. Just oh know that. God. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! The bus was not. This I'm saying. The bus is not stuck. Hashtag move that bus. No, 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 no. The bus is stuck. Ty Pennington. The, the problem. The the. the, the <laughs> the uh the coach got on and they, they told the bus driver they're like look man this is driver a hundred bucks to get the bus stuck <laughs> all right let's go on now look that was beyond d1 but we have more beyond d1 and this is one of the more obvious ones we've had in some time obviously we've spent some time uh we just did some division two we've talked plenty about naia we've done some junior college last week with our five home run game and this week we go to Jake and I's specialty, the Division Three level. Last Wednesday, um, we had a doubleheader scheduled between the Earlham College Quakers and the Defiance. I believe they are the Eagles. Should probably go ahead and confirm that. Not the most Defiance. No, that's definitely not the Eagles. I think they're the Hornets. I'm sorry. Defiance. <laughs> <laughs> are, are we? Can we? Can we? Can we get a fact check on that? I'm, I feel bad. We could have used a little bad. bit more defying from defying <laughs> Jordan. And why is that? Uh, they have the yellow jackets. I apologize. All right. Uh, they played a baseball game. 
And baseball games normally, Jake, can you give me like a score of a baseball game? Just give me, give me some shots. Shout out a score of a baseball like, like seven, seven to two. Seven to two. Seven to two. Steven, can you give me a score of a baseball game? Just like come, it comes to your head. Two to three. Oh, two to three. Ooh, ooh okay, it's a close one. A close I, one. I got another. Here's one. the score. I got another one. Here's the score of a baseball game. I got, I got game. another oh, one. Hang on. Okay, yeah. Fifteen to one. Whoa, that's lopsided. Whoa. That's lopsided. That would be Texas Rangers Orioles, thirty-three to three. Ooh, thirty to three. Is it, it was thirty? Thirty to three, right? not thirty. Thirty to three. Whoa, don't not, make it worse than it had to be. <laughs> okay, thirty to three. That's insane. Well, that was Major League Baseball, right? Yeah, Major, Major League Baseball. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Hole in the okay, wall. Okay, thirty to three. That's that's nuts. That's nuts. All right, I have another one for you. Yeah. For, uh, it was forty to seven. That was the score <laughs> between the Earlham Quakers and the Defiance Yellow Jackets. It was 40 to 7, guys. They hey! 40 runs. It was 40, 40 runs. How are we feeling about a 40 to 7 baseball game, guys? I'm feeling good, Jordan. That's the type of place I would live. <laughs> I f- yeah? I feel good about well it said. if I'm not on Defiance. I feel great about it. <laughs> you feel good about it if you're Earlham? Yeah, if I'm, particularly if I'm Andrew Bradley, who by the fourth inning, I'm 4 for 4 with four <laughs> nukes and a grand slam being one of them. I'm feeling pretty phenomenal about it, surprisingly. That's a, that's a good day say, at though, the yard. I will say, though, I'm not feeling great if I finish the game and I still only have four homers, which is what happened to Andrew Bradley. Um, he plateaued. After being four for four with four homers. <laughs> he peaked uh, too soon. But, <laughs> too soon. Anyway, 40 to 7. Um, now, 40 runs is actually not even in the top 10 in D3 history. Uh, but 37 hits, in which they had, in addition to 18 walks. 37 hits and 18 walks. Only one hit by pitch. So the ball was <laughs> over the plate. So we can definitely appreciate that. Um, but 37 hits is indeed uh, tied for the most... Uh, hits by a team, uh, six most hits in Division Three history by a team ever. And there have been some crazy games. So 37 hits for the Quakers. But, of course, Stephen, I think you noticed this because you tweeted it after. But the best part about this game is that it was the first game of a doubleheader. They played again after 40-7. to They had another baseball game to play. It began at 9.40 p.m. because they do have lights at lovely uh, Randall Sadler Field in Richmond, Indiana. They started at 9.40, and Earlham won the second game, 12-3. to three. It's uh, a blowout! Well after midnight. Uh, and that is after Defiance took a one nothing lead in the top of the first. Um, that one nothing so, lead was a home run by Andrew Bradley. Oh, oh well, no, the, Bra- the Bradley... <laughs> Defiance, Defiance is the one that took the one nothing. Oh, lead. So mind. Bradley did homer again in the second game. So we had five homers on the day, which is pretty pretty freaking ridiculous um but the thing that i wanted to share with you hey guys, how was your sure. game last night bud imagine like his roommates not on the baseball team <laughs> he comes home how was, was good? Good. got home late last night how was the game oh it was good i, yeah. hom- I homered five times <laughs> yeah we scored 52 runs i'm coming home with scored five f- more home runs under my belt than i did yeah. when i left so 52 <laughs> runs that's pretty good now jake mintz who is the best team in Division Three baseball? Uh, right now, yeah, the Marietta Express, yeah, the Marietta Pioneers, and Marietta played a doubleheader today, actually against Wilmington, another team, the Quakers. But the Quakers were not on the right side of this one. They won the first game seventeen to five, but in the second game, they won twenty nine to one, 
Now that is not as good as 40 to 7. But what they did in the sixth inning, the bottom of the sixth inning, we put up a quick 17 spot. Now, not just a 17 spot. Gentlemen, they had their 17 consecutive guys reach base before the first out in the bottom of the sixth <laughs> inning. <laughs> Stephen Shock, have you ever seen anything? All right, nobody out. Like- we got nobody. <laughs> hey, guys, still nobody out. Um, 17 guys have tried to get out. They didn't. Um, no, I've never seen a streak like that. And my heart goes out to Wilmington. Wilmington actually having a, a solid year, all things considered. They're usually at the bottom of the OAC, as everybody knows. But uh, I'm just going to read this recap play-by-play here. Single, double, single, single, sing, single. Homer, grand slam. Great. All right. Hey, well, but you know Rally what? Killer. Still not, <laughs> rally killer. Still rally killer. Guess what? Not a rally killer. Not this one. We continue. Single, homer, single, single, walk, single, walk, single. Pitching change, single, homer. Second grand slam of the inning. Uh, and then uh, strikeout, ground out, single, strikeout. So they, they cleaned it up uh, after, after yeah, the they did. Of score, so <laughs> so uh, I just, I, you know, look, man, D3 baseball is amazing. Um, and we love it. It's just and crazy. About the that. craziest takeaway I have from what you just read to us is the fact that I only heard the words pitching chains once. Oh, no, I think there was, I think I skipped one pitching change. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> but was but there say, wasn't that many. What's pitching. the game Yeah, play? it wasn't that many. <laughs> just just tell the catcher to take his stuff off and have him go. <laughs> Somebody else. Uh, do you guys, what's the most runs you ever saw scored in one inning in your guys' One experience? inning? The biggest blowout I was ever a part of was 20, a 27-1 to 1 victory. Mm-hmm. Was that when you got your at-bat? No, 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 no. Um, I got my at-bat in a 12-3 to 3 game, but... 20, we beat a, a Principia College 27-1 to 1 in seven innings, my, I think my junior year. I'm going to be honest. When I was playing and the score got crooked, um, I, I, did, I didn't really pay attention to the final. Yeah. But um, <laughs> one blowout I particularly remember was when I was playing in Cape Cod. We lost about 18-1 to 1 to the Harwich Mariners. But that game was still – if. If you're one of my teammates who played in that game or you know a little bit more about me than the general public knows, you will know that that was one of the best games of my life personally. I had a lot of fun in the bullpen with my buddies. And, yeah, that's as far as I'll go into it. <laughs> but I remember that. We appreciate, we appreciate the restraint, Stephen. <laughs> um, I think that's, uh, that's about going to do it for uh, this episode. Steven, I know you had one more question for us before we wrap up this episode. Yeah, I just had one question because I was thinking about it as I was watching the UVA Miami game. I was trying to think of something that would bring me joy and all I saw was the mascot for Miami. And I was thinking, I could could definitely beat the shit out of that guy. I I just, you know, my midweek podcast was mascots that I think could beat the shit out of me. And, you know, number one, obviously being a Billiken from SLU because what is a billiken i don't know so i was just wondering are there any mascots that you guys think you could absolutely handle in a fight or that if you fought them it's just no chance they win mm. i mean this is a good question obviously so it's it's interesting right because you're, you're talking about the 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 duck right 
or the I, not a duck. What would you what would you call the Miami Hurricanes? Is oh, the ibis some, Sebastian <laughs> some some furry thing that could get it? <laughs> Sebastian the ibis, <laughs> incredible. Now that's very different than a hurricane, right? Yeah. Uh, Jake, you have changed your Zoom background. What are we looking at there? Describe it for the podcast audience. This is a Buster Bronco from Western <laughs> Michigan University. Um, my guy, Buster, I would bust his ass up because he yeah. looks high as balls <laughs> and I think is not any... Here's the thing about a Bronco, right? How many legs is a Bronco usually on? Four. Four. This like, one's on yep. two. This one's on oh, two. Oh, I see. That's and an so, unstable Bronco. <laughs> an unstable equine, all right? I, <laughs> I'm ready to rock. I'm ready to bust Buster up. I'm pretty okay? sure that's the backup drummer from the Chuck E. Cheese band. Initially, Buster was a student dressed in a horse's head. After a few changes, the current Buster Bronco took the pharmacy today in 1991. So I could especially kick Buster Bronco's ass if it's just a student in a head unbalanced. I should say, Buster Bronco, also the official mascot of Boise State. But that mascot, Buster, looks significantly more uh, ready to go than Western Michigan's Buster Bronco. So not only could so, you beat him up, but you know his whole story. It's a yeah. vendetta fight at that point. I would say, so the first thing that comes to mind is, is the tree, right? But the tree comes with its own factor of intimidation. Endurance, right? baby. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, the other one that came to mind is the, uh, oh the banana God. slugs of UC Santa Cruz, just in terms of what kind of animal. But again, the actual mascot is still the same size as the other mascot. So I'm not, I'm, I don't know. Jake, Jake Guys, do you have another uh, good answer? Delta State University. Okay. D2. D2 in Mississippi. Yep. Their mascot is the fighting okra. <laughs> the fry? <laughs> fighting the fighting okra they it is a large okra it is a big ass single piece of okra it, and i i would stomp that it is a frowny mean looking okra but it is an okra nonetheless scottsdale community college has already the artichoke and i think i could just mm, absolutely artichoke, ruin yeah. his day I think artichokes are kind of sneaky, dude. Those things, it's tough to know what to eat, what not to eat. <laughs> well, he'd give well, me so. diarrhea, but I think I could beat him up. I would say the opposite is um, Michigan State. Yeah, Wolverine. The Spartan. Spartan. Yeah, I'm not. That dude's got like armor, and his head is just unbelievably enormous. Like, I'm not messing with that guy. But this is great. This is obviously a great discussion. Of course. Oh my, and, uh, oh my god, Dartmouth has an unofficial mascot named Keggy the Keg. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't come up with a different name than Keggy. Uh, like Peggy? So good. I love it. All right, well, before this goes any more off the rails, Stephen Shock, thank you so much as always for joining us on this episode of the Shock Factor. Jake Mintz. That's Jake Mintz. I'm Jordan Schusterman. That's Stephen Shock. Uh, we will be back again next week. You know, make sure we all check out some Major League Baseball this week. Um, thank you to our real sponsor, S2 Cognition, <laughs> um, for for supporting the pod. And uh, Stephen, I'll I'll give you the final word, my friend. Final word. 
I know this week I did not watch as much college baseball as I have committed to in previous weeks. That will not be the case moving forward. The college baseball content will be back, and it will be back in a big way, and I promise next week I will be more locked in. I will have more insights and more information to share with the whole world. There you go. Well, make sure you're following Steven on Twitter. Make sure you're following us, too. It's just BBQ. And, of course, the one and only Big Donkey 47. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye.